And now, what you've all been waiting for... Donuts? No, not donuts. The jelly that goes inside of donuts? No, not the jelly that goes inside of donuts. Yeah, Mom and Dad make this podcast. When Rocks Rocks Talk. Talk. Mommy and Daddy's podcast. Oh, Mother and Father's podcast. Are you sure it wasn't donuts? Yeah. Why am I not going to be happy about this? No, you will. Sure. Okay. And now we are back. I thought you were going to say shoot. Because <laughs> <laughs> like, and let's shoot. <laughs> no. No. Like, what do you mean? Because <laughs> when you were like talking before we got into the actual episode, I thought you would have said something like, okay, well, let's shoot. Like, let's go. Let's shoot the scene. Like let's action. Shoot. Yeah. <laughs> that would have been on point. And shoot. Exactly. <laughs> Let me adjust the mics. That would have been funny. <laughs> By the way, we're recording, so try not to bump bump your mic right now. I can hear your drink. I can hear the mics can hear everything. I hope the kids aren't gonna come in right now. When are they supposed to come in? This is part of the episode. I thought we're <laughs> let's get in. we're we're trying to record. I know. Here. I'm just actually wondering, like, what the time frame. No, we're talking. We're we're this. The audience is listening right now. No. Yes. Let's just start over. No. <laughs> I had a burp on here, and you'll have to delete it. <laughs> okay, we've been gone. We've 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 been gone for a couple of weeks. So, in, just in case you forgot who we were, uh huh, because it's been such I a long time. Who you were. We are your hosts. I am Robert, <laughs> and next to me is my beautiful wife, and her name is April. April, and April May. She is your other host. <laughs> April, no, April May. April and July. Oh, okay, yeah. And yes, so we are back. We're back like a bad habit. Nothing really changed since we've been gone. Not a whole lot changed. Well, you got your hair cut. I did. That was a change. Did get my hair cut? I didn't notice for a little bit. Actually, no, I knew. I noticed it right away. Yeah. That time. Well, it was getting pretty long. Mm-hmm. For, for me, it was long. Pretty soon you're going to be like getting the sandals not out. Like, not like Noah's hair. Carrying the peace signs. What? Nothing. <laughs> and uh, so, yeah, haircuts. Zion. Or his haircut. He, uh, our son got his hair cut. Mm-hmm. His hair, his hair grows so fast. Mm-hmm. It's all thick. Like, like really fast. Gets really thick and just <laughs> not surprised. Out of control. He was like a super hairy baby when he was born. Yeah, like he looked like a little man. He had all the hair everywhere. And we, and we just got it cut, and it's um, it's about time for another one. Coming back. Trinity called him Esau in the car on the way to church today. Oh, for the <laughs> listeners, who's Esau? <laughs> Esau was one of the twins. There was Jacob and Esau, and Esau had a bunch of hair all over his body when he was born. They actually, they it, actually it played, specified it was, that. They, it was in the story. Mm-hmm. Um, it played a big part in the yeah. story. Mm-hmm. It was pretty funny. Well, first she called him Jacob, and I was like, no, he had to be Esau because he had so much hair when he <laughs> came out. <laughs> But anyway, sorry. Right now I'm drinking I'm drinking a Italian soda, an Italian soda. Italian. That yeah. we got from our church today. Mm-hmm. Uh, the youth are doing a fundraiser. The teens. For um, they're going on a missions trip, so they're trying to raise some money, and they mm-hmm. made us, and they made us Italian sodas, and I still have it. Mm-hmm. I'm okay with it, but it has no caffeine. That's okay. I haven't had a real coffee in a few days. You know days. what I found out? Huh? About caffeine. What? That sometimes it actually can um, trigger 
uh, stress-related issues for teens when they have over-caffeine. They get overstimulated by it. Did you know that? I'm not a teen. Doesn't matter. I was just saying. I haven't had a coffee in a couple of days. A real. I tried to make one yesterday. Remember the... So be glad you didn't have So caffeine. the espresso machine you <laughs> got me for Christmas? Mm-hmm. You're like, just make one here. Mm-hmm. It's been a while. I'm such an amateur. I, it was... It was disappointing. Well, of course basically. it is. But I drank it. You always are disappointed in those. Um, not would you say trigger? You said trigger. I did. So, I, sometimes I go to the espresso stand. Mm-hmm. And I'll get it a, a iced coffee. And it's not filled up all the way. I'm like, can I get a 24-ounce? They have on the menu 16-ounce, 20, 24. Some places have beyond that, 32-ounce or whatever. So, I get a 24-ounce. And when I get my cup... It's like there's like an inch of just air. Like there's no, it's not filled up, filled all the way. Yeah. I'm like, I ordered a 24. Not a 22. If I wanted a 20 ounce, I would have ordered a 20 ounce. <laughs> but had I ordered a 20 ounce, would I got a 16 ounce? Come on, fill it up. There's room. There's room. I'm paying good money for this. Yeah. Well, you're talking about one kind of trigger, like the the trigger that gets you upset. Like it's like you know that thing that somebody does or yeah. some kind of action. And does that, it? Does it trigger me? I does mean, it, does it trigger me? It sounds like it a little bit. Yeah. But there are it different types me. of triggers. It not, bothers me. Not all triggers are negative for for that reason. But but um, we see them as negative. But there are other triggers that actually can trigger us to do good things too. But anyway. Is that true? It's true. Because what do people think when they hear, when you hear trigger, I've always thought this, when you just hear what, you know, everybody says it all the time. It gets overused, mm -hmm. gets misused. Mm -hmm. You forget what the, what is the real meaning of it? Mm -hmm. So when people say, what triggers you? And then they go over that. It's almost like, (laughs) give me your pet peeve list. Yeah. Is what they're saying. Yeah. What triggers you? Well, oh, you want my pet peeve list? (laughs) Sure. And that's yeah. all they think, right? Just mm-hmm. negative. What gets you upset? What gets you going? Mm-hmm. What gets your... Yeah, but I, it was funny because I was looking up a definition of triggered or what trigger means. And it can mean like what he was talking about. Like, well, actually, it didn't really even specify that too much about being upset. In fact, there was an example that was given where it was like uh, after her father's uh, passing, it triggered her to go out and pursue her dreams because now she felt like... She was needing to do that just to kind of get that. Um, it got, it got her whatever story you're talking about. Mm-hmm. Uh, it got her to respond, engage, engage. or mm-hmm. to. So when you think of pull the trigger, I guess like a firearm, mm-hmm. pull the trigger. Yeah. So in order for the projectile to come out, mm-hmm. you need to pull the trigger in order for it to move forward, in mm-hmm. order for it to um, progress, progress, do yeah. its purpose i guess mm-hmm. like uh, yeah yeah meet its target you have to so i guess you do some m- kind of action so it's more of that right what yeah causes you to act yes exactly mm-hmm. that's what it whether is. it's what negative or in a positive way yeah mm-hmm. okay and the action is pulling the trigger the cause is really the person that's doing you know the action in response mm-hmm. so it's not actually the trigger itself so like you said uh that story you just said yeah it helped it actually when her father passed that's what caused her her, Mm -hmm. and she was the one that actually pulled it Mm -hmm. she she, yes she went and pursued her dreams it's like i mean like because she's like well this is the time look i only have such a you know short amount of time on earth and this uh, this is what helped me realize i need to get these things done yeah 
So I guess like, yeah, like there's people that have uh, things they want to do. Um, people they want to see in life. places to you know, go. Things that, the bucket list you, you gotta, we talked about. Not so much a bucket list, mm-hmm. but maybe. Huh. But you got like a things that you kind of want to do. Yeah. Now a bucket list, I usually think big things. Yeah. Like big time things. Like parachuting. I got to do this at least once. <laughs> or but I'm talking about all the little know. stuff. Just all the different things you want to do. Like say right here, we're doing the landscaping around mm-hmm. the house. Just little things I want to do, but mm-hmm. I never get to it. Yeah. Too, too much going on. Sometimes we have to force you to pull the trigger. Okay, on now, now we're not. Let's not go there. But well, speaking of the shooting range. No, no, no. Let's. Um, so now you made me forget what I was saying. Um, Did I trigger you? Okay, so not loss? so much, not so much like a bucket list, but yeah. Um, there's something in your something that happens in your life, no mm-hmm. matter what it is. Something it could be something small, mm-hmm. but it just you know what, I'm going to do that. Mm-hmm. I'm going to do that. And and then you build motivation and you just do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, Have you heard the saying, you just need to pull the trigger? Yeah. yeah. That, that's where I was trying to go with yeah. it. Mm-hmm. And, and that's actually a positive. It's it's like, you know, for instance, finally, uh, like, for example, I finally decided to go up in front of our church and give my testimony. Somebody could have told me, well, you just need to pull the trigger. Just go for it. Because I was so freaked out and so nervous. But when I did, it had positive a positive response yeah and so if i hadn't pulled the trigger so to it, had speak, a, it would um, never have it would never have happened and it had a pretty good effect yeah i think so i hope so well that's where my prayer yeah is. from what we've heard from what i've heard mm-hmm. so yeah it's all did it's you all look up do you have a list of things that uh, trigger people what triggers people i uh, no i don't actually have a list i do have a list of triggers that trigger certain things but these this is towards but not really i i, I was meaning because usually you have something, i have other lists usually you have something ready a yeah. list of uh, like surveys you do a lot of that yeah look up surveys and um that's what i meant did you well, have something that when you would if i were to go ask a bunch of people yeah what triggers you like what i'm, I'm wondering what what's, are some of the common things what's sending you off right what's kind of pushing your motivating you to do whatever it is and almost respond. all of them Almost all the answers are going to come from a, a it's a negative response or mm-hmm. they're looking or people would look at it in a negative way. Yeah. Because if I were just to think out the top of my head, mm-hmm. top of my head, I would think um, some of the answers would be like, what triggers you? Well, people not filling my coffee up all the way <laughs> um, for what I paid for when it did trigger or yeah. cutting me off in traffic. Yeah. Um, I wonder about that, too, because actually that was just that just got me thinking. Did the word triggers come before or after the pull the trigger comment? Because the pull the trigger comment was actually a positive thing. The trigger seems to be a more recent development. So I'm just trying to figure out if that actually came. So I'll have to do some research on that and maybe get back to you guys. But I'll I'll try to find out if pull the trigger and triggers, which one came first. Uh, because I think that's also kind of something interesting to note. The way yeah. way the dynamic of the world and how it changes it and seems the word to be meanings. More, that seems seem to be to, more of um seem to transform today's talk. The way they way yeah. people talk today, the the whether it's slang or the phrases we choose urban. to use. Yeah. Um, the urban dictionary. Yeah. But it, it yeah. and it seems to be always be on the negative side. Yeah. Which is not good. So let's think about that, folks. If you start hearing new or like words you used to think mean one something positive and now it's negative, maybe there's something wrong with that. That's what I like. Why are we going down these negative paths? How's that helping anyone? Yeah. But uh, yeah, <laughs> a little little note in there. 
But yeah, speaking of triggers, but yeah. Some, so where are we where are we going? Okay, where are we going with this? So, so some people. I really want to tackle. I know this is kind of off the wall, but to what triggers me personally in a positive or a negative way is talk of mental illness. And the reason why that is is because I've dealt with it in my family. Um, it causes an emotion. So triggers can also mean it causes some kind of emotional response or emotional reaction. So when I hear the word mental illness or the phrase mental illness rather, it, it, it always kind of makes me pause. It makes me stop and think. And I've seen, especially in the past couple of years with the rise of COVID and all these other things that are going on, it's made me think about uh, and seeing an increase in mental illness, especially in teens, which is kind of funny that you brought up the teen, the teens earlier today with the uh, Italian soda. Italian soda. Um, but yeah, and it, and it gets me thinking and it, it honestly makes me upset to know that there is so much, uh, so many teens struggling with, and, and not just teens. I mean, there's everyone's, there's a lot of people that deal with, um, mental illness. I mean, it's all across, but they say at least 20% of teens deal with some type of mental illness. Yeah, and I'm pretty sure that number has increased over the last so many years. Mm-hmm. Um, That's what they said. I was reading yeah, up on stats and they said that. All, all, so many things over the years get new diagnosis or, or um, they give it new titles. New names. You know, like OCD. Classifications. OCD would be considered one. Mm-hmm. And because it's a mind thing, has to yeah. do with, it affects your mind. Mm-hmm. And so I know this because I've struggled with OCD for, I don't know, uh, 20 something years. Yeah. And I know way back there's this movie I I learned from the movies, although you can't (laughs) trust everything in movies, but when they're true stories and then I, and then I, I researched to see how much of that, uh, true story quote, true story was true. Mm -hmm. And so anyway, on this one. It was about Howard Hughes, mm. the aviator. Yep. And he had major he, issues. He had OCD. Yeah, the cleanliness thing. Germs, germaphobe. Yeah, and it wasn't just that. Yeah, yeah I'm sure he had many other more things. things, but I, that's one I knew. The way he uh, pronounced words, mm-hmm. they had to come off his tongue a certain way, really familiar. clean. Mm-hmm. And where they don't, he had to repeat it and repeat it until it, it sounded perfect when it came out of the mouth he has some experience (laughs) and um yeah anyway what i'm what i'm trying to say is before that at that time what we what year was that i don't know it was in the like what 1920s probably somewhere somewhere early 1900s 1910s i don't know and before that anyway it's somewhere around there but anyway before that there wasn't a whole lot of cases of ocd it's more like 1950s I gotta um, research this. It was a little further back than that. Yeah. But anyway, there wasn't a whole lot of cases mm-hmm. with OCD, and today there's like what seventy five percent of all people have have some OCD in some like way, some kind of, well, or some kind of illness for sure. No, I'm I'm just talking. Oh, OCD. OCD. Because my point was a while mm-hmm. back, mm-hmm. Uh, the Howard Hughes day, Howard Hughes days. Mm-hmm. It wasn't a, really a case. It wasn't a known thing. Yeah. And they hid it when he had it. The people around him that knew him would hide it. Yeah. Because it's strange to the world. Like they're yeah, going to think of him as a freak or something. Or demon possessed or yeah. something And like that. eventually they gave it a name and mm-hmm. whoever had it had it. And now almost everybody has it in some way. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I guess where I was trying to go with this is 
there's so many um so so many things out there that we can diagnose people with mm-hmm. when it comes to mental illness mm-hmm. and i'm not gonna get yeah i'm gonna cut myself off here because then i'll get i get it triggers me when i, <laughs> when, I when i think See? about stuff like this because um it's not even mental illness. It's a, it's the whole environment around it, and it's the whole the way the diagnosis works. It's the that's it's an entirety how people actually treat these things. You know, that's the part that gets me. That's the struggle, right? So how we're now so easy just to say, oh, they have this, throw them some medication, and let's move on. We're okay. Um, Is that really? Yeah, and that's and that's that's the issue. There's here's the funny thing. So the Again, talking about the trigger, there's a cause before there's a, a person or a something that is uh, physically has to pull that trigger for there to be a response, right? A reaction. Well, in the case of teens that are struggling with mental illness, it's not easy. It's not like cut and dried. It's not like, oh, it's just one thing they're dealing with depression. Well, okay. There's usually some kind of trigger that triggers those those mental issues like there's usually something factor involved that causes the mental illness like to keep to have that causes them to have that illness and so um i'm going to kind of talk about those factors real quick that trigger those is that cool that create them yeah that help to facilitate the mental illness perpetuate whatever you want to call it Okay, so um, so there's a few factors. Well, first off, um, it says, okay, so I'm just going to go with this. So 50% of all lifetime, I'm trying to read my notes, of all a lifetime mental illness develops by the age of 14, and then 79% by the age of 24. So teens and young adults are, honestly, this is where it all starts. So it's created in early age. Mm-hmm. And you're saying like as you get older, by yeah. then it's no new. It's not gonna. You're you less likely to 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 develop it. It's already been created uh, when the mind was young. Uh-huh. You're either gonna have it or you're not. Or the, well, it will develop by at least yeah up by to a certain t- age to 24. Yeah, and yeah. it increases as you get up to the 24, and then it cuts off. So yeah. it has to have already been established at that point because the mind be. has already accepted it. Yeah, because if you think about it, they say that now with the studies that the brain of a a teen and even a young adult is not fully developed. So this is where they're vulnerable. Yeah, that's why it makes sense. Yes, yeah. And and it's even more interesting because I remember when you told me about your OCD, the obsessive compulsive disorder, it was actually when you were a teen, a young teen. I think it started, I didn't have it at all, at least not that I knew knew of, Mm -hmm. but I was probably around the age of 16. Yeah. Somewhere around there. When you started noticing it. And I clearly noticed it. Yeah. It was weird because it didn't, it's not like it slowly developed where I didn't even notice it. And then like, hey, what's going on? Mm-hmm. It was one day just something started. Yeah. And I'm like, well, this is a little weird. Yeah. Or is it, or is it just a, a habit? That, mm-hmm. You know, like when you fiddle your, like say people click the pen. The, yeah. The clicker on the pen. Uh-huh, yeah. And click, 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 click. Yeah. And I used to, like, I usually roll the pen around in my hand. Yeah. <laughs> you roll it a lot. Yeah. So yeah, that's what I'm saying. I was like, is it just a little habit like that? Mm-hmm. Or is it coming from something else? Because yeah. a habit, like say you roll your pen. Yeah. It's just your mind. Just keep your hands staying busy. Yeah. I have to right. My and you're just rolling the pen. Usually. Yeah. That's more of just a habit. Yeah. You're not doing it because there's a, a mental reason behind it. Yeah. 
mine was oh. the reason I noticed it is because I could tell it was a mental thing behind it. Yeah, there was something that was pushing you. And I knew it wasn't just a habit because the, the very first thing I did that started the whole OCD, mm-hmm. the very first thing was the, and I told you this before, was my, like, say, a soda can. Uh-huh, I, remember I would that. have the pop, the soda, and I would have to turn it a certain way where the the part you drink out of, the... And if there's any people that are struggling with OCD right now, this may be a trigger for you because he's uh-huh. describing the habit, so you might not want to <laughs> listen for a little bit. Yeah, if, if it's if it's going to cause you to... Uh, Start doing your habits. To make trying it, to be thoughtful. If it's going to cause it to make it worse, go yeah. ahead and tune out for uh, just a couple minutes yeah. and then get back in here. Mm-hmm. Um, it's okay for me to talk about it because I've, I'm, I'm improving. Mm-hmm. And it's some like what do they say with therapy? You know, it's good to talk it through and mm-hmm. understand, and don't uh, mm-hmm. don't hide it yeah. and keep it uh, suppressed and mm-hmm. whatever. So anyway, what mine was was the mouth, the the what do you call that? Wait, where you, part you drink out of the hole the in lid, the can? The yeah, the, <laughs> whatever the pop the can. Cap. I don't know. There's anyway. probably a name. <laughs> anyway, the um, opening in the can. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> so that. Would uh, I would have it facing directly toward me. The tab or the hole? Part where you drink out of. Okay. <laughs> the hole. And, and then I would have to turn it slightly to the left. Yeah. So I'd put it toward me and then I would turn it slightly to the left. Mm. And mm-hmm. I would have to line it up first and then move it to the left so yeah. it's not directly facing me. And then when I would turn it, then I, then I would straighten it before I took a drink. Mm-hmm. I would straighten it, take a drink, and I'd set it down straight. And then I would turn it slightly to the left. Mm. And I would always do that. That's crazy. And the reason oh, I knew crazy. that wasn't it's a habit is because it was um, it was messing with me emotionally. Uh, like, it, it became a thing where I knew it was like, well, if I don't do this, like the way I'm doing it, moving mm-hmm. it to the left, if I don't do that, mm-hmm. then chaos can break out yeah whether it's in my life or you know something it was a control thing for you yeah and that it, was how i was trying is, to keep things mm-hmm. from getting um, out of hand out of your or control. something bad happening or yeah. anything mm-hmm. and that's where it started and then yeah and then and, and see so that's bad. the thing and so that's exactly where because if you know your background if you know his background robert's background it, it's not surprising that this would come about because you had a very an environment that was a lot of things were out of your control like it would felt very probably out of control chaotic so that's not surprising that you develop that and that's in fact so that's a lot of these cases with um uh, teens and young adults with mental illnesses there is something triggering that uh reaction and it's not just like oh well they're predisposed to have a mental illness so that's what it is no there's usually some kind of cause that's triggering that reaction and so like in mental illness, for instance, some of these are, these are some of a few of the causes or factors that factor in social stresses, isolation, which clearly that m- makes sense because there was like an increase, like a crazy increase during the uh, COVID isolation for um, teens dealing with mental illness, um, suicide attempts, which is an awful thing because they were in isolation and, you know, and so there was a trigger there. Um, and then, um, substance abuse is another one. And now that could not just mean the teen, but perhaps the environment they're in with people, uh, parents, whatever, family members with substance abuse. Um, and then the, some of the other factors, there's biological factors that are included. It's not cut and dried. Um, like there's mind brain issues and genetics can play a part in mental illness. 
um, brain injuries, uh, infection disease, and this is interesting, prenatal damage um, in the mother's womb uh, if the baby suffered some kind of damage in, and a lot of that would stem from sadly parents that were doing drug drugs or alcohol abuse yeah they could actually trigger some kind of reaction in this so the, yeah the baby got exposed to something yeah and that and in turn affected I wonder if his even, mental capacity even um just stress and rage that say uh, a, a carrying mother might have well if they're carrying they're obviously I a know, mother yeah but they're um emotional they're yeah, how do you like their emotions were Reactions. always on a height level? High level, height yeah. Level. High yeah. anxiety. Yeah, anxiety, anxiety and stuff. Mm-hmm. Hypertension. That's kind yeah, of yeah. So those are what I'm mm-hmm. trying to, where I was trying to say. Yeah. And I wonder if that can have an effect. You wonder, on and the baby. I've always thought of that too. Thinking about with my children, like I'm super sensitive, and my kids are super sensitive, and I wonder. So I, it was stressful for me, and I always wonder, did I did that somehow in some way affect my children? Um. And then also uh, substance abuse and caffeine over. And like I said, I said this earlier, teens that over or they actually say overindulge or overabuse caffeine can actually cause it can trigger stressors, which cause mental illness, which is interesting. Oh, yeah. There's, you sh- mm-hmm. It's clear they shouldn't over. What do you say? Overindulge. Overindulge. Yeah. And then I- environmental factors, stress, again, abuse, bullying, social media. Social media, as we talked before in our past series, is such an isolationist tool. It's not good. Uh, oh, yeah. We, so we discovered social media yeah, a, few beca- epi- a few episodes back. We'll talk more about that but, in the next. Yeah, but that. I, not social that media a... per se, but what social media in general affects the mental illness. We'll, we may talk about that a little bit. I'm not sure yeah. yet. But um, unstable home life. Um Societal societal expectations, expectations from society, um, acts of violence, accidents. Um, these are all things that, um, let's see, environmental factors that can help trigger or cause mental illness in a teen's life or a young adult's life. Um, also, well, here's one. We all might have issues with this and one day or one, you know, often, which is bad parenting, <laughs> sometimes with children just not being aware of our kids and what their actions and they're doing. These are these are things that can cause children to to have issues. You know. What do you, what do you mean on that one? Like that, just well being a bad parent. Meaning and... not well not being an involved parent. I guess you would say would probably yeah. be a better way of saying that. I was just and and some and that's the hardest part because sometimes yeah, we're I dealing think, with our own issues. Yeah, I like it better that way. Yeah. Um, Cause not bad parenting, if but I'm, rather yeah. If we're speaking to any sensitive ones out there, mm-hmm. when it comes to language, you say bad. If we say bad parents, because we everybody says it, and we all struggle. Everybody, but no, I'm saying everybody says that. Yeah. Oh, that that's a bad parent. Mm-hmm. You see the kids screaming in the grocery store, and and the mom's yelling at the kid, and the kid screams more, and or the, or she's not paying attention. Yeah, because I I can she's give you I can give you a quick out. story. You know what? I will give this story real quick. Okay. And, but when we, when we say that bad parents, well, what is a bad parent? Like, well, it's not a bad parent. I guess it's it's more like actions. It's not how I would parent, you know, one can hope. And then you would say that's a bad parent. (laughs) Mm -hmm. So you said like less involved. Yeah. Less aware of your child. Yeah. Um, I I like it that way better. To be sensitive. Yeah. Let me give a quick, kind of sad, but funny story. Yeah. 
when it comes to parenting. So I was in uh, a, a store. I won't say what store because it really doesn't matter. I was in a store shopping around and there was uh, two kids walking around with, I'm pretty sure, yeah, it was their mom because you'll find out in a little bit. And she was having, I don't know if she was having a bad day or if it's just always like that. Mm -hmm. But these kids, and I see this, the same case with all, uh, they seem to be all the same. When the kid yells and throws a fit in the store and throws themselves down and screams and, and hits the parent, you know, when they're sitting in the cart, slaps the parent and stuff. And well, usually when they act like this, usually the parent is not a calm person with their children they usually yell a lot because i see the response by the parent i I say i say this because of what i witnessed the parent usually responds in anger Mm -hmm. to the child and the way they talk to them and the kind of discipline they say they're going to give them or Mm -hmm. what they think of the child it's Mm -hmm. it's on display so there's no surprise why the kid's acting like that Mm -hmm. anyway with this department store I'm walking around and the two kids are acting up, not in a way where not really bad, not throwing a fit and throwing themselves down, but they were just kind of running around playing. Mm-hmm. And these kid, these two kids, um, they're going to grow up to be strong children, strong, strong adults, mm-hmm. like very, I think they're not going to be affected by negative, negative, negativity in their life. Mm-hmm. The reason I say it is because these two kids were playing around. You know, running around like the little uh, racks and stuff. Mm-hmm. And the mom was like, you guys, you need to get over here. Mm-hmm. Like, I am serious. Mm-hmm. You guys are the worst kids. Stuff like this. Mm-hmm. And they were just having the time of their life. Mm-hmm. And she was not having it. She was frustrated. Yeah. But I, I kind of think maybe with something else, something else yeah. is going on in her life. Mm-hmm. She's not happy with her life and for some reason mm-hmm. because of the way she was talking. And anyway, these kids were just, they held it together because she was saying, you get, uh, you are making this, it's because of you guys, I'm having the worst day of my life. And as they're passing by, when she says that they're passing by in this cart and there's people just stopped like, cause they can hear this, right? Cause they were loud. The mom was loud and the people just stopped and they're just kind of like listening and they walk by when she said when when she said that to their kids, you're making this the worst day of my life because you or you guys are the reason. And then the kid says, my mom's having the best day of her life. And people in the aisle just started laughing because the kids were like and they weren't affected by it, uh-huh. at least not from what I saw. Yeah. They had smiles on their faces. They were enjoying life. Yeah. And but it, it wasn't just that. I can't remember the other one, but something else they oh, said. Wow. Something else they said just made me like laugh too. Mm-hmm. So I don't know what she's got going on. But those children and, have some resilience you for know, sure. I, I prayed for them, but but yeah. Wow. That's a good way to respond. It's kind of like when you, you're hurt and you respond with humor. Yeah. That's what oh, I... Oh, I know what the other one... Okay, that, yeah. you reminded me what the other one was. Um, she, you know when you get that laugh but the frustrated laugh, mm-hmm. like it's not a real laugh. You're like, oh, mm-hmm. I can't believe this is happening. Kind of like mm-hmm. a laugh. Mm-hmm. Okay. She was getting to that point too. Mm-hmm. And she was laughing. Who was the, the mom? Oh. But 
a sarcastic laugh mm-hmm. or a, I don't know if it's a sarcastic, whatever kind of laugh it is. Mm-hmm. She wasn't really laughing. Like not, she wasn't enjoying herself. Mm-hmm. And the kid laughed. Mm-hmm. He was laughing too. One of them. And she's like, it's not funny. And he's like, but you're laughing. <laughs> oh I want to laugh too. <laughs> oh, and wow. Yeah. Well, so whew, that's a tough situation all around, but for sure, it's nice to know that some kids, have, but you know, yeah. At the same time, to be respectful as well. That's yeah. just an advisory there. But I do think um, we don't know the whole situation or scenario. But And I don't. That's yeah. why I'm like, I honest, I didn't know if this is the way it always is. Mm-hmm. Or if she's just going through something really horrible enough to make her say these yeah, things. And, and in public. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So, you know, I yeah. all I could, could mm-hmm. do was just pray and continue yeah. my shopping. Yeah. And, and, that's, and that's the thing is... Um, talking about the lack of awareness and um, uh, or involvement from the parents with the children, um, a lot of the time it's sad because the, those parents also have things that they're dealing with, and so you know that also reflects on the child and whether you know whether or not they try their very best to make sure best of a, a situation. Sometimes it's hard to. Uh, give all your all every day to your children. And so I can understand from the parent's perspective, whatever, like what your story was, what she's dealing with is really hard not to respond in a negative way. Um, so I can well, see yeah, why and, this is, you know, because it's not just the kid, it, even with the teen with mental illness, it's almost like we, uh, we categorize it towards just the teen, but honestly, it literally is everything surrounding that teen that is, is, is helping perpetuate or maybe help lessen the mental illness issue. Yeah, but I'm wondering, and I, I'm thinking about this right now, what if, so what if that mother, mm-hmm. the story I gave, what if she mm-hmm. went through something when she was a child mm-hmm. that got her that way? Yeah. Because maybe she had uh, parents who yelled at her and didn't give her the right attention. And that's how, why she is the way she is. Mm-hmm. And then say these kids... Hopefully they don't grow up like that, but let's say they do. So th- it's like it's passed down yeah, generation after generation, and it's just an ugly but cycle. But also give her some grace because her parents may have been way worse and have been abusive. Yeah. And instead, she's just using words. She's not yeah, actually and using my, And I know, but my point is that we're, you were given the examples of yeah. where the mental illness can come from, mm-hmm. where these things can come from. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's one of them. Mm-hmm. your childhood yeah. and how you were raised exactly. or not raised. Yeah. That's where the environmental factors yeah. come in. And I mean, I think we're going to cover that in another episode. We're going to talk about, about what families. mental illness and how it relates to broken families. Yeah. And, families. And so I don't want to cover it too much, but you know, mm-hmm. we got to break that cycle. Yeah. Yeah. So just a brief list of what uh, a lot of teens deal with are um, anxiety disorders, stress-related disorders, eating disorders, ADHD, which is attention deficit hyperactivity Everybody disorder. <laughs> and I wonder if that has to do, well, that's yet again for another day, oppositional defiant disorder. That's another one. So these are all, and, and I want to, okay, so for people who have teens in their life um, that may not know the signs to look for or even they may maybe not be in their life per se, but, you know, they have an opportunity to be around teens or whatever. I would say it would be good to note uh, some certain symptoms um, that you might see or um, how how the how the teens are reacting um, 
and maybe keep an eye on this social if they're acting socially withdrawn they've got moodiness and it's not just like because we all have our mood swings like all of us (laughs) but like if it lasts the typical teen moods yeah and even you know adults (laughs) but um if it lasts more than like a a day if it lasts a few days they could be struggling with some mental issues right now like they're going through some really hard traumatic issues whatever it is um if you see a lot of um like big changes in their eating habits it could be they aren't eating or it could be that they're like binging you know it either way these are you know have if you've ever heard of stress eating (laughs) that's a sign a lot of women like me that struggle with um weight issues um or weight loss or weight gain whatever you're dealing with it a lot of it has to do with stress eating and then also if they are more angry they're irritable um and if you see a kind of sense of hopelessness this is all a part of being aware this is why awareness of your surround of the people around you in your life is so important so that you can note those yeah so this isn't specifically for parents and their children this mm-hmm. is just people in your life yeah. or that you're or that you know yeah that you come in contact whether it may with. be in the workplace or or wherever yeah yeah and you see these uh, be aware exactly and, and notice these things yeah and i think because because of the um i would i and guess try to get involved that's exactly it and that and i was gonna say um, I guess for my word, my words of encouragement or my, yeah, words why don't you do that now? Because wisdom. So we're, yeah, we're going to get out of here. I think we reached our time limit for this episode. Uh, but you did cover a lot of teen stuff. Mm-hmm. So let's go in the next episode. Let's talk the family aspect Dynamic. of it. Yeah. So mm-hmm. we'll get more into that. Yeah. I did I, did more. I ruin your train of thought on your word of wis- words of wisdom? Well, you might have, but I'll try to recover. Well, what you were just talking about, <laughs> being aware, um, trying to be involved I was, as in I was, lives. As I was looking, um, I was looking up stuff like ways to reach out to teens. I was, I was thinking of like, you've heard of big brother, big sister, where you can be a big brother, a big sister to somebody, a teen or whatever. Um, but those are ways. So try to look. Oh, not the government eye, but the actual. <sighs> yes. <laughs> where you go and you can act, you can be a big brother, a big sister to somebody. Okay. Um, yes, dear. Um, but, um, I would say look, be on the lookout for programs like that, where you can go and reach out to these teens. Cause honestly, we have to stand in the gap for these teens that have, um, lives that aren't perfect, like whose life is, but that are really going through a lot of struggle and stress, dysfunction, isolation, bullying. These are all things that we can help stand in the gap and just, um, be there for them. And um, be the listening ear. Sometimes I was actually talking to somebody today at our church and he was saying that sometimes basically all he's done as he's worked with teens or a lot of what he's done is just being a listening ear. That's all. They just want to come talk. A lot of it's about their parents, which is kind of pertinent to this topic. But all we need to do really is just yeah, to be the listening venting ear. venting will keep that volcano from erupting. Yeah. And, 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 you know, and just being there supporting, but here's another amazing active thing we can do that we can pull the trigger on positively. Pray, pray over these, these teens and then pray for a way to get in there and be a part of their lives. A lot of time we just pray and people think it is a cop out. Let's just pray. I was just now going to, yeah, I was but, just going to say, but pray with action. As in when I pray, I'm not only going to pray that God helps. I'm going to pray you're gonna that do your you part. Where can I be? Yeah. Where can he use find, me to help? 
get me a fit in there, like fit me in there, help me get in there actively pursuing the hearts of these teens so that they can, they can feel love. They can feel like they're not alone. And with, yeah, there's a Bible verse on that about, um, uh, so when you like, say if, if your neighbor or you see someone who's cold Mm -hmm. and this is not literally cold, but Mm -hmm. it could be, Mm -hmm. they're cold. Give them your jacket. Yeah. Um, cloak. Stuff like that, right? Mm-hmm. There's different examples. If they're hungry, feed them. Mm-hmm. Um, it, so basically, I think what that was what's what that was talking about is, don't just pray for somebody, and say like if someone says, "Oh, I'm very cold," oh, I will pray for you that you get warm and then walk away. <laughs> That's good. Or if someone says, <laughs> "You know, I'm well. starving and I'm very hungry," like especially when oh, you have a jacket, I on pray you will find him. something to yeah. eat and yes. then just walk away. Yeah. So what you can do in your power, uh, help out. Yeah. You know, if God's blessed you with plenty in your life, um, well, and even share, if he hasn't, share some. just listening and loving. Y- and yeah. Honest. Sometimes it could be, well, you know what? I can't feed you, but let me see if we can figure out a way you can get something to eat. Yes, exactly. Things like that. Being the resource. Yeah. So, yeah, when, when people say, you know, they hear us talk about prayer, um, it's just not, it's, well, maybe one episode will give a lot of examples of where prayer actually works. Yeah. I have so many stories. Me where too. Prayer actually, actually I have works. A few. Mm-hmm. And it does work. Yeah. So anyway, did is that where you were wrapping us up? Yeah, and um there was a verse um that I wanted to kind of throw in there. And it's about this because one of the things the mental illness that we talked about and we didn't really go as in depth into that, but um more about the triggers, but it's about um the verse that goes, Cast all your cares upon him for he cares for you. So these teens that are struggling with mental illness, these young adults that are struggling with mental in- illness, they don't have people to cast all their anxieties on that can handle the anxiety, that can handle the problems, that can give them a solution, that can give them peace. So sometimes, like we we're talking about, we have to be the one to present them with that that option, that solution. And so if we can be the one that says, you know what, you have someone you can cast all your cares to your anxieties, everything, and he, he yeah. can take it. Because we're not the solution. No. But we can point it. them to the exactly. solution. Exactly. We can be the light in the right direction for them and give them a little, give them that hope that because they're experiencing hopelessness. Yeah. So um, I just say, be the one to kind of lead them to the light. That's what I would, if you can, do your best. Yeah. That's it. Okay. Well, we'll there we go. More stuff next week and triggers and everything yeah. Else. Next week, next week we're gonna keep this going, um, and we'll just go into the what I say the family dynamic. dynamic the bro- yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah. So anyway, I'm gonna go see if I can get myself a real coffee that's Shh. filled to the top. How are you gonna do that? I got one in the freezer. Oh. Anyway, oh. get me a smoothie. I see. <laughs> no, I made it. But I'm, you got me a lemonade. I'm I made okay. this here on the machine you got me for christmas after i told you no today i made another oh, one. Oh, you did good job babe. it's in the freezer waiting for me oh wow that's what i was talking I'm about shocked. but i filled it to the top wow okay it's 24 ounces or is it like 32 it's 24 oh, okay well actually i left a little space for the whipped cream <gasps> for the, so, so you the, did what they did so the lid can go on top no because they have the dome lids oh, i have a flat lid excuse so I needed to leave it a little short to get the whipped cream. Well, back. see. Had I had a dome lid, yeah. Okay, maybe they just think they have like no, flat lids. No, no excuses. <laughs> Whatevs. So, anyway, we're out of here. <laughs> Bye. You guys all enjoy your coffee.
Goodbye. Or not. (laughs) If you like what you heard in our podcast, follow us so you never miss a new episode. Check us out on Facebook and also on our website. The links are provided in the description below.